Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom, and let's pray together. Father Avinu Malkenu, you are our Father and you are our King. And we love you and praise you. We thank you for your word, which pierces our spirits so that we know what to obey. And we thank you, Lord, that we are willing to obey you and follow your precepts line upon line. And so we thank you, Lord, that we can study your word. We thank you, Lord, we can discuss it and that we can better follow you through it. So, Lord, anoint us this day. Let this message go deep into our spirit. Let us understand and let us certainly follow you in everything we do. Let us be examples Let us be known as disciples of you, Lord. And so we thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay, well, good morning, good morning. And uh, I just have a couple announcements for you. If you'd like to celebrate the end of Shabbat with a Havdalah service, I've mentioned this the past week or so, we'll be happy to send you booklets for this. Uh, by calling Karen at 813-831-5673. They're free, so you just call her. And uh, if you'd like to give us an offering to help us stay on the air, on the radio, that'd be great too, but it is not required. Also, we'd like to have you spend the second night of Passover with us in a Passover Seder. But unfortunately, we only have limited seating. So if you want to attend our Passover Seder, you will need to call us today or tomorrow. It will be on Tuesday, April the 11th at 6 p.m. If you're interested, again, call Karen, 813-831-831. Five six seven three. She'll give you all the information, including the costs. But you need to call her today or tomorrow because I know our seats are going to go quickly. Uh, we've been talking about the Ten Commandments, and uh, today we're up to Commandment number six. Uh, for a quick review on our first five commandments, we which we find in Exodus twenty. Uh, the first one being that we recognize f- who God is and, and what he's done for us. He desires to take away the slavery, our slavery, uh, which is sin. And so the first commandment is all about knowing him. 
The second is to have no one before him, no gods before him. So don't put anything before God. The third commandment is to not use his name in vain. And that would, of course, be profanity, but it's much more than that, as we discussed. Uh, Cursing and joking are bad, but it's even worse to be a hypocrite. In other words, somebody who calls on his name but acts differently um, in in our life, I believe, is also profaning or or, uh, using his name in vain. Uh, The fourth commandment is found in Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember Yom Shabbat, the day of the Sabbath, and keep it holy. And, And the Sabbath is to be kept holy, which means kadosh, set apart for the sacred. And we talked about Isaiah 58, 13 and 14, which summarized says, Call the Shabbat or the Sabbath your pleasure and delight, honor God, And don't do what you want to do. Do what God wants you to do. Okay. Commandment number five we had last week, and and that's honoring our parents so that we'll have a long life, right, in in the land that God is giving us. So today uh, we want to talk about the sixth commandment. Now we have uh, four more uh, the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th. So that's five left. Do not murder. Do not commit, commit adultery. To, do not steal. No false witnesses. And do not covet. So let's start out with do not murder. In the King James translation, it says do not kill. Now, it is extremely important when looking at this commandment that we look in the original Hebrew. There are two words that could be used. The first word is harag, which means kill. The second word is ratzach, which means to murder. And these words are different. The word that is used in the Ten uh, Commandments, commandment number six, is do not ratzach, which means murder. So let's look at the difference between kill and murder, okay? Killing means taking a life either deliberately or by accident. Killing means taking a life legally or illegally and morally or immorally. So killing is that broad subject, right? Murder, however is illegally or immorally taking a human life. So in English, when we speak, we don't talk about when we go out hunting, we murder an animal like a deer. Rather, we say we killed the deer. If someone dies in an accident, we don't say they were murdered. Well, we could, depending on how they, they were killed. But we don't. if it was accidental, we don't say they were murdered. We say they were killed. The way we use the English language, murder is deliberately taking the life of another person. So do you get the difference between murder and killing? So as an example, if the Sixth Commandment was really, thou shall not kill, then we couldn't kill animals for food, 
and we could not have armies or even police to protect us if they were going to kill others. Now, I think you can see that that probably is not what God intended. But more than that, we have the correct Hebrew, so we know it's not what he uh, intended. If the commandment meant no killing, God would not have had the stoning to death as a punishment for various crimes. The Israelites would not have been allowed to go to war. And we know in many cases God sanctioned killing various groups of people. Okay? So did you ever wonder about having a commandment that said one thing and God also commanded another? That's not how it works, because we know God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, in the Torah, the first five books of Moses, it is clear that people who murder should be put to death. People who are against the capital punishment in our country, uh, certainly they should have their own opinion, and that's fine, but they should not use the Ten Commandments for this position, because it would not be true. You can be against capital punishment, just don't use the Sixth Commandment as your reason, because it's talking about murder, not killing. Imagine, if you understood this commandment wrong and your family was under attack, would you not defend them, even if it meant killing the attacker? Listen again to the definition. Murder is deliberately taking the life of another person. That is what the Ten Commandments are talking about. Let's segue to the killing of babies. The correct word for babies being aborted is murder. It is not killing. It's murder. I mean, you could use killing, but but you also can use murder. It is the premeditated and intentional killing of the baby. That is murder and not allowed by God's sixth commandment. We want to be clear on this. Look. We can emotionally think whatever we want. We can believe whatever we want. But if we're going to use Scripture for our basis of our decisions, then we need to be accurate. Wouldn't you agree? Accuracy is important, right? Now, some might cite the following Scripture, Matthew 5. You have heard it said to those of old, you shall not murder. And again, by the way, I would just mention that the King James here in Matthew 5, uses the word, the translation kill. We'll look at that in a second. But whoever commits murder shall be subject to judgment. But I tell you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be subject to judgment. Well, first of all, the Greek word here is funyuo, which means to kill, to slay, to murder, or to commit murder. I would assume you know, that the reason the King James used the word kill is to be consistent with what they used in the Ten Commandments. But in our current usage of English, the correct translation there should be murder as well. As, as all, We should point out this, that the next verse, Yeshua talks about anger in the same light as 
uh, murder. So I don't think that most people should use this verse to represent uh, killing because then we would have to look at anger in the same light and, and that throws out all of their discussion about what Yeshua said. Um, Look, the heart of God is Deuteronomy 13, 19. I call the heavens and earth to witness about you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. So I think that is extremely clear, wouldn't you say? And so I hope that this helps you understand and be able to speak to others about the difference between killing and murder and how we can apply this commandment to not only our own life, but the lives of other people within our society. So let's look at commandment number seven. Do not commit adultery. Well, first of all, we have to define what adultery is. In the dictionary, it says adultery is voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person and a person who is not their, his or her spouse. Okay? So adultery is very difficult in, in terms of a commandment to keep because we see all around us people are not keeping it. And the difference between that and not keeping the killing commandment is that pretty much everybody knows that killing is a sin, that murder is a sin, right? But not everybody is willing to agree that adultery is a sin, even though it's one of the Ten Commandments. Why? Well, first of all, so many people are doing it. And really, there is very little punishment anymore for adultery. Certainly, civilly, there is none. Um, Secondly, it is something that many people think about doing for many reasons. So a lot of people think about adultery. One reason is, obviously, sex drive is powerful. And so people think of it often. Secondly, many people are in difficult marriages, marriages that are struggling. And so they're looking for love in all the wrong places, right? Thirdly, the opposite sex often makes themselves available as you meet them in various situations like work and other kinds. Uh, Fourth, we're bombarded by images that remind us of our sexual desires, So we would have to close our eyes constantly not to see them. Uh, Fifth is TVs, movies, Internet, all carry sexual content. If you watch any of this, it would be hard not to see them. And finally, even famous and respected people have committed adultery. Look, What do people always mention? I mean, even ministers, (laughs) Messianic rabbis commit adultery. I mean, really. um, So how do we deal with this commandment of God and make sure we follow it? The first thing in following a commandment is to understand it. 
Understand it is a commandment, and we cannot rationalize it away. God is saying that this is serious. Secondly, we need to understand that adultery destroys the very fabric of our society. Look around us today. In order for people to be okay with their sexual lusting and actions, they have to create a godless society. Because everybody knows that this is a commandment, and it's against God, so the only way you can comfortably be involved in it is to lessen God in your life. And this is what's killing our society today. There are no more rules and laws. We don't have to follow them because we think we're right rather than the laws and the commandments of God. Also, the family is the very foundation of our society. And you know what happens when a building's foundation is beginning to crumble? The whole building loses its integrity And sooner or later, it begins to fall. So we have to understand the enormity. I mean, this is a terribly important problem. And so we need to fight our lusts and our flesh. Galatians 5 says it this way. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, but the spirit sets its desire against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you cannot do what you want. Verse 18, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are clear. Listen to them now. This is verse 19. Sexual immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry with... Okay, and you can go on from there. In verse 22, but the fruit of the Ruach is love, joy, and you know that. But in verse 24, it says, Now those who belong to Messiah have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, we also walk by the Spirit. So now I challenge you out there in radio land, right? (laughs) And those listening to my voice, do not rationalize this commandment. Don't even rationalize the impulse for this commandment. God, through the Ten Commandments, shows us how to obtain abundance in Him. These commandments keep us civilized. They keep relationships within our family, our community, society, and with God. They allow us to be morally righteous. We do not commit adultery because it is at the core of breaking relationships. Committing adultery hurts not just one or two people It hurts many people. It hurts the children. It hurts the other spouse. God is showing us how to live. This is a key commandment. Adultery is deception at its worst. We have made a vow with God and with one person, and we've broken that vow if we've committed adultery. 
and live a life of lying until the person is caught. God's heart for marriage is similar to Yeshua's love for the body of believers. And let me mention this as, as, as a point of contact here. If you are in adultery and you stop today, that will be better than if you continue. So don't use this message and say, well, I'm in it already, so I, there's no problem with continuing it. I've already sinned. What can I do? No, I believe God is going to look at your heart and you should get out of it immediately and repent, which is what God is always looking for. He's looking for your heart, that you are serious about this. And and so just listen to God's heart in Ephesians 5. Also submit yourselves to one another out of reverence for Messiah. Wives to your own husbands is to the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife, as Messiah also is head of his community, himself the Savior of the body. But as Messiah's community is submitted to Messiah, so also the wives to their husbands in everything. And then in verse 25 of Ephesians 5, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Messiah also loved his community and gave himself up for her to make her holy, having cleansed her by immersion in the word. Now, I won't read the whole thing, but you read it. Read verses uh, 21 through 33. It's Look, this is important stuff, this commandment. In 2 Corinthians 10, it says, For we walk in the flesh, we don't wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but powerful through God for the tearing down of strongholds. We're tearing down false arguments and every highly-minded thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Messiah. Please do this. Amen? Amen. Amen. Look, there are three more commandments. I mean, we could talk for a long time about this, but there are three more commandments to go. But we are out of time for today. So uh, next week, we'll talk about commandment number eight. Look, if you'd like to celebrate the end of Shabbat, which we talked about a few weeks ago, with a Havdalah service, you can get these books from us by calling Karen at 813-831-5673. They're free of charge. Look, if you want to give us an offering to help us stay on the radio, that would be great, but not necessary. Also, we'd love for you to spend the second night of Passover with us, celebrating a Passover Seder. Unfortunately, we have limited seating. So if that's your desire on April 11th at 6 p.m., then you need to call Karen today or tomorrow at 813-831-5673. And she'll give you all the information, including the costs. But you will have to call her because we won't have seats left. Now, if you'd like to celebrate Passover at home with a Seder, again, call Karen, right? And she will send you out uh, a Passover Haggadahs, which will give you great insight, and you can have the service at home. These have a cost, $5 each, 3 for $12. Well, 
As I said, we're out of time, but our, our programs are meant to give the Army of Believers ammunition to fight at a spiritual level. Join me each week as the body of believers gets larger, stronger, and more effective in defeating the enemy as we grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 